The Direction Daily Gold Miners Index Bull and Bear 3X Shares ETFs. Trade under the ticker NUGT for the 3X Bull and DUST for the 3X Bear. These leveraged ETFs seek a return that is 300% of the performance of the NYSE ARCA Gold Miners Index for a single day. The Gold Miners Index holdings include names such as Barrick Gold, Newmont Mining, Franco Nevada, and Newcrest Mining, with index country weightings including Canada, Australia, United States, and South Africa. These are highly leveraged ETFs with daily resetting designed for short-term trading, not long-term investing. To magnify your short-term perspective, whether you're a bull or a bear on gold miners, you choose the direction. For up-to-date pricing and performance, go to Direction.com. Index holdings are subject to change. Investing in the funds involves significant risk and should only be utilized by investors who understand the impact of leverage and actively monitor their portfolio. They are not designed to track the underlying index for more than a day. Before investing, carefully consider a fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at Direction.com. Read carefully. Distributor Foresight Fund Services. Market volatility is offering buyback opportunities, and many companies are taking advantage of it. Shareholder buybacks were at record levels during the second quarter. Today's ETF Battles is a triple-header contest between buyback ETFs from Cambria, BlackRock, and Invesco. So which fund has the superior buyback strategy? Stick around for the answer. I'm Ron DeLegge. This is ETF Battles. Welcome to the program. If you've got a certain ETF contest that you'd like to see, send us your ticker symbols in the comment section below or on our Twitter feed at ETF Guide. Also, if you see an ETF battle suggestion by another viewer that you think makes sense, well, hit the like button for that suggestion and that'll help us to prioritize the ETF battles that you want to see. Also, don't forget to punch the subscribe button for those that you of you that have not yet subscribed. That will ensure that you never miss any of our original episodes. So over 1,300 publicly traded companies have reported share repurchases during the second quarter. That was 4% higher compared to the prior quarter. The breadth of buybacks has been continuously increasing for several quarters in a row and is now elevated reaching its highest level since the first quarter of 2020. Are publicly traded companies using the down market to strategically acquire their own shares at lower prices? Well, actions speak louder than words. And today's ETF battle is a triple header that was requested by Percy Prince and Thomas Beck. Both viewers have been patiently waiting to see today's ETF contest between these buyback ETFs from Cambria, BlackRock, and Invesco. We've got DIVB going up against SYLD versus PKW. Judging today's contest is an illustrious duo. We've got Mike Akins with ETF Action and Tom Ferrisegas with Bloomberg. Guys, welcome back. Good to be here. Hey, Ron. Nice to see you. So the four battle categories are cost, exposure strategy, performance, and then we've got our mystery category. That is where you can choose that certain factor, any factor or thing that you think is critical to today's contest. Our judges can also nominate wildcard ETFs if they feel there's better choices elsewhere, or they can opt for split decisions. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. The more mayhem per capita that we can have on the show, all the better. I've got the scorekeeping chores. At the end of the program, we'll announce an overall winner. Keep in mind that none of the battle outcomes are ever predetermined or known in advance by myself or our judges. So let's get things started with the first category, cost. Mike, kick it off. 
Well, from a headline expense ratio perspective, we have a clear winner in Div B, which is the iShares product at 25 basis points. Um, But unusual when you have an iShares product, it is not the asset leader or the liquidity leader in this this matchup today. Um, So from a um, total cost perspective, actually PKW is going to have your largest asset base, your largest liquidity. Um, so trading in and out of is going to be cheaper with PKW. SYLD actually spits right in the middle of both. But you have a big range here today. You got 25 basis points all the way up to 64. And I'm here to tell you, don't worry about expense ratio when evaluating these three ETFs because they are very unique. They are very different. And that difference in expense ratio is not going to be the driver of your difference in total returns, which is all that matters in investing is how much did I put in and how much do I get out? Um, so I'm going to give the winner to Div B because 25 versus an average of 49 for the three ETFs is a big difference, but it's not an important factor for me on today's battle. Thank you, Mike. Tom, you're up next. How do you see it in terms of cost? Yeah, well, first of all, great picks by your listener because this is a very interesting category and it's it's pretty meaty, actually. I think these three ETFs combined have a $2 billion or so in assets, so it's a really interesting area of the market. But Mike brought up a great point. Um, you can't argue with Div B. It's 25 basis points. It's like half the cost of everyone else's. But it's not necessarily the biggest driver, right? So of these three, Div B actually has the least amount of assets at 200 or so, 250 million. So I think uh, hopefully it's because investors are looking just beyond that and they're allocating to other products. But um, you know, it's not necessarily just because it's the cheapest, it's going to do the best. But it's hard to argue with 25 bips. Um, it's by far the, the clear winner here. So it'll be Div B. That takes us next to exposure strategy. Tom, you're up. Break it down between these three ETFs. PKW is probably the, was the leader in this category. It still is in terms of assets. So I think it was really sort of first of its kind when it had come out. And this one's a pretty simple strategy. It just looks at companies' changes in shares outstanding. So who's buying back their stock? That's a pretty simple methodology. Div B and the Cambria one, SYLD, are actually looking at total shareholder yields. So not only are they looking at buybacks, they're also incorporating a, a dividend payout ratio as well. So that's the added difference that they have that PKW doesn't. This is PKW is more just a pure play buyback. The Cambria one is even takes it a step further, and not only does it look at dividend yield and buybacks, it uses um, it has value and quality screens added to it, um, and so it's got a little bit more of a value tilt compared to some of the other ones. They they, do, they all tend to skew having financials, but uh, if you actually look at sort of factor loadings, S S yield the Cambria one has a higher tilt towards some of the value stocks. So that's the key differentiator that you know they're all. So everyone just sort of goes a level deeper, but the the real kick, the one that I like the most is I like SYLD's uh, sort of added metrics of, of value, low leverage, quality. Uh, I think that sort of takes a step uh, beyond. So for exposure, I like uh, SYLD. Mike, you're up next. How do you see it in terms of exposure strategy? Do you agree with Tom's analysis? Yeah, mostly. Um, I think if you look at the this. The way you go about um, achieving shareholder yield or dividend buybacks, two different metrics, right? Shareholder yield is going to take all factors of distributions to its shareholders, whereas buybacks are purely the companies, um, you know, purchasing back and reducing their shares outstanding in the market. Um, the, I would say PKW and um, Div B are more pure play buyback strategies. And as Tom, um, you know astutely pointed out, uh, SYLD, I would think is more of a multi-factor strategy, 
but it leads with that that first screen of looking at um, shareholder um, shareholder yield. That ex to that extent, there's going to be a lot of similarities in what they achieve in the fundamental perspective. You're, you're going to have above average yields. You're going to have below average valuations um, at varying degrees, right? SYLD by far and away, as Tom pointed out, has the biggest value characteristics and it's paid off in the last year, not surprisingly. But um, they're very similar from an overall characteristics perspective. They get much different when you start looking at composition of size and sectors, right? So starting with sectors, um, PKW and SYLD um, have some pretty large SKUs relative to the broad-based benchmark, call it the S&P 500. Whereas um, Div B, and I'm not sure if this is by design, I wouldn't be surprised since it's an iShares product, has much tighter um, allocations relative to the sector breakdown. Um, and then from a market capitalization perspective, SYLD is more of a total market play. It's actually got um, a higher allocation to um, mid caps and it does large large caps. So it's a true total market, goes down market a little bit more. Put all that together. What do I like right now from an exposure strategy perspective? I continue to like um, value. I continue to like to be underweight, some of the sensitive sectors. Um, from that perspective, um, SYLD sets up pretty nicely in this environment. And I think that's, that is achieving the exposure I like. Um, plus, I like the concept of the multi-factor. It's one thing to just do pure play. But if you think about this strategy, it's more designed to be a core holding. And I like that um, additional um, screening that goes on. And it's an actively managed product, though it follows a very quantitative process. Um, so SYLD is my winner. And that was a little long, so I apologize. No worries. It's You have as long as you want. Uh, regardless of that shot clock, which continues to be unenforced. I got to talk to somebody about that. Yeah, unlike uh, we don't the MBA do in college, let's, let's extend our shot clock a little bit. Like let's, I, let's be contrarians I, in that, <laughs> in that standpoint. I'm with you. <laughs> All right, let's shift to performance. Mike, you still have the floor. So give us your analysis between these three funds. All right. Well, I mean, wow. You're talking about a huge spread here in divergence of returns. Um, not just on the, you know, it's actually funny, you know, it's the closest really is, well, the last couple of months, it's been pretty close. Market's been pretty correlated. But if you look at the one, three, and five-year, five-year only exists for PKW and SYLD. Div B uh, does not have a five-year track record. But there's huge um, divergence. SYLD, by far and away, on a past performance perspective, is crushing the market. It's down, you know, 1.6% on the one year versus 5.8 on Div B and 10.9 on PKW. Um, PKW and Div B bunch up on the three-year, but SYLD is at 18.86, um, a full 8% above either one of those products. Um, so, you know, part of that is it, it's got that deep value tilt and it's really ran with that. Um, but I think, you know, it's got a long enough track record where it's showed very consistent returns, not just to these two competitors, but to the, um, basically free overall by the market ETFs out there. Um, so it's delivering, um, on a, um, it's delivering a, an added value to a portfolio. So I like SYLD on a performance perspective. And as I already said in the previous segment on exposure, I like the characteristics of this portfolio, um, both sector exposure and that deep value kind of construct that it currently has. So for me, it's pretty easy on the performance. It's SYLD um, every day of the week and twice on Sunday. All right. And three times on Monday. Thank you very much, Mike. 
Uh, you're up next, Tom. How do you see things when it comes to performance? Do you agree with Mike's analysis? Yeah, it's hard to disagree because, like you pointed out, it's it's not even close on the one in three year. Uh, SYLD really has a big advantage. It also punches out a little bit of a higher yield too. So that's the sort of really two attractive things that are in its favor. But it goes back to a thing we we're even talking about cost, right? Like SYLD is 59 versus DivB, which is 25. This performance spread more than overshadows that performance difference. So that's why it's really important to not just like if I pick the cheapest one, uh, you know, it can easily get overshadowed by performance. But, you know, another thing that Mike said that really stuck out was just sort of pure play. And maybe because of this value characteristic and the high value loading, it's important to know like what's driving the performance, right? Is it really the buybacks driving it or is it because of this value tilt? So I think that's, even though it's helped, um, it's really important to know that Let's say if you were to run an attribution, is it not really the buyback portion of it that's leading? So it's important to know how these things are constructed because um, you had a good point. PKW is sort of your pure play buyback uh, ETF. It's got very low overlap. So does SYLD, uh, you know, very concentrated portfolios. DivB has pretty high overlap with the S&P. So it's important to know that, okay, yeah, SYLD is outperforming, but is it because of the buyback? So it's really important to look at attribution, um, and, but it's just so happening that this multi-factor approach is helping it on performance. So it's hard to argue with it. Um, SYLD gets the performance uh, vote for sure. Uh, and, you know, because of these value characteristics that it has. Let's move on to the mystery battle category. This is where our judges can pick that single factor or multiple factors that they feel is crucial to today's triple header. So, Tom, you're up. What is your mystery battle category and who wins it? I sort of alluded to it, but it was um, a dividend yield a little bit. And it, it does get cranked out a little. You know, they're both they're all pretty good. But SYLD now has over 2%, which the other two don't. It was what I'm showing. So it's got that real nice dividend kicker uh, as well that you're not getting with some of the other ones. I want to just do an honorable mention. I don't want to replace any tickers, but we often get questions on buybacks. And it's usually the opposite. It's like, well, okay, you have companies that are spending on buybacks, but what about like CapEx, right? Or companies investing in uh, R&D. Now, there are Historically, there's never been an ETF on that, but there's a new one that launched pretty recently from Index IQ. It's LRND, so it's the US R&D ETF. It's really new. I don't want to replace it with the buyback, but if you're interested in something on the opposite side, so companies that are investing in R&D or CapEx, um, it's one to look at. Um, so I don't know, you know, if you have an honorable mention category, but I would I would throw that in there. It's just something to look at. It's pretty new. Uh, it's a sort of first of its kind ETF. So something to keep in mind when you're looking alongside the buyback story. We do not have an honorable mention category. Well, actually we do. Now Now that you've mentioned it, we just added it right now. Is it, is it the birth of it now? <laughs> yeah. We So for, for um, most of the history of this show, we've had a wild card category, but honorable mention is uh, is a new one, uh, We which, which would probably, uh, you know, I don't know. It's a good category, though. Thank you for mentioning it, <laughs> and uh, I think uh, you know. Again, we'll we'll have to uh, we'll have to add it at least for this particular uh, battle. So we've got R. Uh, I'm sorry, L R N D yep. is a ticker, correct? Correct. Okay, very good. And um, we'll take this to our viewers. If you see any other ETFs that uh, you'd like to go up against R L R N D, let us know. Like Tom said, it is a new ticker, so it doesn't have much of a performance history, but it is on our radar. Thank you, Tom, for bringing that to our attention. So, Mike, you're up next. 
your mystery battle category, what is it? And which of these three ETFs wins it? Oh my, I got a treat. I got two mystery categories. One I promise is going to be really fast. Um, on the pure side of buybacks, just to throw it out there, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see um, with the new um, IRA, wonderful name act that we have out there in the marketplace, the Inflation Reduction Act, and how it is handling corporate taxes. There's a little uh, mention in there about buybacks and a 1% um, tax levy on potential tax levy on um, corporations that do buybacks. Um, it'll be interesting to see what that, if that actually goes through and everything happens, what dynamic that plays out um, long-term as far as companies um, doing buybacks that, that, that drag to the concept. Neither here nor there, smarter people than I will write about it and talk about it, but just something to keep an eye on. My real um, mystery category, the one I wanted to spend a little time on, Tom alluded to, um, in his previous section, talking about overlap. And I, I think talking about pure play versus non-pure play is, this is a great category to do it. Um, using our overlap analysis tool on our site, I just typed in PKW, SYLD, and DivB, and then SPY, throw in that S&P 500 component. And Tom mentioned this, DivB has got 297 names and 67.2% overlap with the S&P 500. This is like very high correlation, low tracking error, core kind of concept. Hey, I like the idea of it, but I'm going to replace my core because if you're using it in conjunction with, you're not getting much change. SYLD and PKW, on the other hand, have SYLD has 40 names and 4.2% overlap. PKW has 42 names and 4.5% overlap with the S&P 500. Very, very different. Their returns are going to be driven by their selection process, whether that's passive or active, multi-factor or single-factor. The simple reality is you look under the hood, it is not an index hugger. It's a unique strategy that can be used as a core product or a satellite product, or you know, it's something that's a deep value construct that could be replaced with your favorite um, higher growth product. But it's when I think of it from a you know a metric I like to track is if you take the expense ratio of a product, take it times um, its uh, overlap or active share relative to a broad benchmark you can kind of put a per unit concept to it. So while um, if you look at SYLD, it's much, it's, it's more expensive than DevB, you're also getting a much different portfolio, which means the expense ratio has much less importance. And that's something I think is a great opportunity with this battle in particular to point out that difference. And Tom, Tom tried to steal a little bit of my thunder, but I think I, I got it back there at the end. Um, and, and so my mystery category is thinking about concentration, the purity of the strategy, Neither good or bad. Like there's good reasons to have not less pure and more pure. Depends on how you're using them, but it's a good example of the importance of of understanding that. Um, again, when it's all said and done, SYLD is still my winner. Okay, perfect. I got you down for SYLD on your mystery battle category. And by the way, that tool that you mentioned available at ETFaction.com. Do go there. Do check it out. Um, and Mike, Mike and his team have been working very hard. I know they did some recent upgrades to the tool. So again, be sure to check that out. It's an awesome, awesome tool. So let's give our judges a final opportunity to weigh in with their overall battle winner. Mike, give it to us. Yeah, today it's going to be SYLD for a number of factors. Uh, I do like the multi-factor approach. They, they lead with their principle, which is that kind of buyback shareholder yield concept, but then they apply some additional screens and then kind of got an active tilt to it. Um, just in general, I like their, their process. 
But then number two, um, I'm always thinking about what are the markets today and where do I want to be? I like their value construct. I like their sector allocations. So it's just a timely opportunity for me to have a clear-cut winner, and that is SYLD. Tom, your final chance to weigh in with your overall battle winner. I agree. I'm not going to put up much of a fight. I think the performance uh, of it is is uh, runs away. Uh, SYLD is a clear winner here. And like Ma- Mike mentioned, the current environment, I like those extra screens that it has, you know, low leverage, uh, uh, the financial, uh, the value tilt. So I think it's very conducive for what's happening right now in the market. And, you know, the ETF industry is competitive. It's nice to see a smaller issuer, you know, take one. Uh, you know, it's tough going up against iShares and Invesco. And so um, I it's sort of like when you see a smaller uh, a product from one of the smaller issuers stand out. So uh, SYLD is my winner. Well, thank you, judges, for your excellent analysis. And according to my battle scorecard, this is a win for Cambria Ticker symbol SYLD, our judges in the end agreeing that this particular ETF stood out. Of course, uh, it has a higher tilt toward those value stocks. It leans towards those mid caps. And even though it's less of a pure play on buybacks as the other counterparts in this particular contest, it does, again, um, deliver when it comes to historical performance. It's done that. It also, as Tom pointed out, has a slightly better yield. And um, I guess some of the key takeaways from this battle is just because an ETF is the cheapest or the lowest cost doesn't necessarily make it the best. And today's ETF battle proves that. Also, the other thing that jumped out was me, to me was the correlations to the S&P 500, DIVB having the highest correlation so my goodness, if you're combining DIVB with an existing position in an S&P 500 ETF, you're getting what's called over-diversification, more of the same. And it's something that, again, our judges brought to light. And overall, Mike and Tom, outstanding job with today's analysis, today's ETF buyback showdown. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Ron. It's great to see you, Tom. Likewise. Thanks, guys. Be sure to visit the description section below. We've got research links to our judges, so get in touch with them. And while you're there, check out the link to our program sponsor, Direction Investments. You'll also see viewer resources from us. We've got our margin of safety tool waiting list, so be sure to join that. Which ETF battles would you like to see in our next episode? Post your ticker symbols in our YouTube comment section below or on our Twitter feed, at ETF Guide. I'm Rhonda Leggy. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. The Direction Daily Gold Miners Index Bull and Bear 3X Shares ETFs. Trade under the ticker NUGT for the 3X Bull and DUST for the 3X Bear. These leveraged ETFs seek a return that is 300% of the performance of the NYSE ARCA Gold Miners Index for a single day. The Gold Miners Index holdings include names such as Barrick Gold, Newmont Mining, Franco Nevada, and Newcrest Mining, with index country weightings including Canada, Australia, United States, and South Africa. These are highly leveraged ETFs with daily resetting designed for short-term trading, not long-term investing. To magnify your short-term perspective, whether you're a bull or a bear on gold miners, you choose the direction. 
For up-to-date pricing and performance, go to Direction.com. Index holdings are subject to change. Investing in the funds involves significant risk and should only be utilized by investors who understand the impact of leverage and actively monitor their portfolio. They are not designed to track the underlying index for more than a day before investing. Carefully consider a fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at Direction.com. Read carefully. Distributor Foresight Fund Services.